0: This is The Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, July 19th, and I'm Bob Davis. Our lead story this week is titled Pre-Addiction, A Missing Concept for Treating Substance Use Disorders from JAMA Psychiatry. This opinion piece calls for the intervention with mild to moderate SUD to interrupt the progression to severe SUD. They suggest the term pre-addiction, similar to the concept of prediabetes. Engaging the public in screening and intervening with prediabetes has succeeded in halting progression. For SUD, existing interventions such as screening and brief intervention and computerized cognitive behavioral therapy could be used. Next is a study in the Journal of Psychopharmacology entitled The Canteen Study, Cannabis Use Disorder, Depression, Anxiety, Psychotic-like Symptoms in Adolescent and Adult Cannabis Users, and age matched Controls. Mental health problems typically emerge during adolescence, with 50% beginning before the age of 18 and 75% by the age of 24 years. As part of the CANTEEN study, researchers conducted a cross-sectional analysis to determine if adolescents would be more vulnerable to the associations between cannabis use and mental health and addiction problems than adults. A new study in the Journal of Addiction Medicine entitled Evaluation of the Beat Meth Intervention for Emergency Department Patients with Methamphetamine Psychosis Methamphetamines are the second leading cause of overdose deaths and the leading cause of drug-related emergency department visits that can lead to the development of methamphetamine-induced psychosis. This study evaluated the beginning, early, and assertive treatment for MIP BEAT protocol, which includes early identification of MIP, medication protocol, behavioral management, and the enhanced discharge planning. Our next article, in Drug and Alcohol Dependence, titled Availability of Buprenorphine, Naloxone Films, and Naloxone Nasal Spray in Community Pharmacies in 11 U.S. States. Expanding access to buprenorphine through increasing the number of providers with waivers and to naloxone through standing orders don't address the availability of these medications at pharmacies. In this study, the authors audited... 4,984 community pharmacies across 11 states to assess if these medications were in stock. Buprenorphine was available 48.3% of pharmacies overall, and when not in stock, 64% of the pharmacies reported willingness to order. Naloxone was available 69.5% of pharmacies. In general, buprenorphine was more likely to be available in chain pharmacies, counties that were metropolitan, states with higher overdose death rates, and states with Medicaid expansion. Next, we have a study in the Annals of Internal Medicine titled Impact of Hepatitis C Treatment Uptake on Cirrhosis and Mortality in Persons Who Inject Drugs. In this community-based cohort study of persons with a history of injection drug use, Rage of HCV RNA detection decreased from 100% in 2006 to 48% in 2009. Self-reported treatment increased from 3% in 2014 to 39% in 2019. Given that 48% of participants remained chronically infected, the findings underscore the heterogeneity of treatment uptake among PWID and the need to overcome the barriers to eliminate HCV infection. A new study in JAMA Psychiatry titled Brain Wellness Spas, Anticipating the Off-Label Promotion of Psychedelics. In this viewpoint, the ethical and legal issues related to the promotion of psychedelics are discussed. One concern is likely overhype of the use of psychedelics and advertising for certain indications in the absence of scientific evidence. These claims can be misleading for patients and are especially concerning for vulnerable populations who may be made paying for significant costs out of pocket. Any ethical administration of a treatment also requires competency. Clients seeking treatment with histories of serious mental illness may be at risk if the clinician does not have the appropriate training. Next is an article in the Journal of Addiction Medicine titled, Helping the Helpers, Making Access to Buprenorphine the New Standard of Care for Physicians in State Monitoring Programs. This commentary advocates for physicians recovering from OUD may be allowed to use buprenorphine when they return to practice. They state that physician health programs, PHPs, often prohibit the use of buprenorphine They also note that the Federation of State Medical Boards opposes practicing while on buprenorphine. The authors cite two studies that did not show cognitive impairment in patients receiving buprenorphine and note that cognitive impairment has not been a concern in physicians suffering from sleep deprivation, burnout, and depression. In the view of buprenorphine's overwhelming evidence of efficacy and reduced risk of overdose, They believe that policy should be to encourage practicing physicians with OUD to receive buprenorphine. Our final article titled The Global Movement Towards a Public Health Approach to Substance Use Disorders is found in the Annals of Medicine. The policy approach of countries to address substance use disorder run along a continuum of purely public health approaches and purely law enforcement approaches. While the primary approach of addressing drug use has focused on law enforcement, many countries are adopting elements of a public health approach, including prevention and the treatment of the harms of drug use, including substance use disorders. Using four case examples, Ukraine, Philippines, Nigeria, and Peru, this research found that whether starting from the top down with changed policies, such as Ukraine, or from the bottom-up With training community members, as in the Philippines, each country provides an example of how donor resources can be applied to make the transition towards a more humane and evidence-based approach to addressing substance use disorders. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ACM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and at asam.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.